Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cam Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102 if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Thursday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where Harmon is drunk. He has been hitting the bottle since earlier this afternoon when his Jose Abreu was named MVP of the American League, a 60-game season. It is well-deserved. And Harmon, if you can put two words together tonight, I'd be impressed. Massive quad. 
I like how, it took, how long it took for you to go massive quads. Very well, nice. you got to go for effect, right? I mean, you had me at drunk. You had me at yep. stupid. Yes. You had me as... Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, no, that's what I said. R. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, you, you had me as just being, uh, well, unable to speak, perform... My duties here at Fox Sports Radio You're uh, checking probably all the boxes. being useless mm-hmm. to my yes. children yep. at Oh, home. yeah, check that box. Like I was unable to fulfill my duties of uh, walking the dog and making dinner. Check. I made a fantastic chicken lettuce wrap dish. Oh, it's fantastic. Checkeroni. Yeah. So all of that together, and now I'm here watching a fantastic <laughs> football game, AFC South battle. But, yes, Jose Abreu, just like I thought he would have, right? I had no reason to believe that they'd, there'd be a Montreal screw job here on Jose Abreu. No, uh, he dominated, and so there's really no surprise here whatsoever. Uh, big thoughts on the MVP for the American League and the National League in a couple of seconds. But, of course, Thursday night football dominates everything. We have a good game tonight between two good teams and a little bit more offense than I thought we'd see so far. At halftime, Titans lead the Colts right now 17-13, and uh, it's been a pretty good night for Phillip Rivers. He's thrown for 209 and a touchdown. It's been an okay night for Ryan Tannehill. It has been a horrendous night, fantasy-wise, for Derrick Henry. What you are seeing tonight is what we talked about last, and we previewed this game. The Titans' offense and the Colts' defense, that is strength against strength. Colts have a phenomenal run defense. Titans run the football great. And what you're seeing is the Colts are slowing the Titans down enough. However, the Titans are able to throw the football a bit, move the ball down the field. They have the lead by four at halftime. Uh, I thought it would be more of a slog fest, but a few more points on the board. Maybe the over is going to wind up actually happening in this one. Another 18 and a half points we need. But uh, so far, this is kind of how we thought it was going to go. And uh, it's really going to come down to the second half. If Tennessee can't run the football, then they're in a lot of trouble because this is where, look, Derrick Henry has run the ball okay, but still, they have not been able to imprint and and put their will on this game and hence we have this game that's really close at halftime yeah sell out against the run I mean that's exactly what what you have to do there was one good running play uh to the right side uh the Red Sea parted for some running room for Derrick Henry but um Tannehill had his moments right A.J. Brown dropped what was a sure touchdown about midway through the first quarter so I know many projectiles towards television sets across the land look because we're getting to crunch time in the regular season of fantasy football no question about it here in week 10 so people looking for every point they can uh Phillip played a pretty good half pretty efficient made a couple of good good throws uh on the final possession of the half took a sack uh, dopey sack, and then they were able to get up to the line and spike it and get Blankenship out for the field goal to make it 17-13. But that was a nice drive they had going. Good rhythm, a couple of good uh, opportunities actually to evade a rush, which you normally don't get to say with Phillip Rivers, which was pretty impressive. And then he got cocky, and on that last one he got felled. Uh, of course, that that, that's Phillip Rivers. He, yeah. I, I'm really feeling it now. Okay, go ahead. You Go ahead. Do your thing, Phillip. Go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, Really good, and then Dayton Jones came in, uh, 11-yard sack. Still a chip (laughs) shot for uh, the folk hero that is Blankenship, but if they'd you know, he'd gotten rid of the ball, gotten it out of bounds. You might have had one more, one or two more shots at the end zone. So, uh, in the end, uh, 30 points in the first half, solid game, and you know we're going to get a fantastic finish one way or another. 
Uh, just underway in the second half. Uh, the kickoff has just gone. Colts have the ball now. First down. Uh, again, down by four. Uh, meanwhile, today was the big day in Major League Baseball. Been leading up to it all week. We had managers of the year. We had the Cy Youngs yesterday. Today, the American League and National League MVPs have been awarded. And as the drunk Mike Harmon will tell you, it is long overdue for Jose Abreu. And, and clearly, there was no other choice in, in, for Jose Abreu. This is a guy who in 60 games knocked in 60 runs. He had 19 home runs. He had 317. His OPS was, he was in the top 10 in Major League Baseball with it. I mean, th- there were other guys that had good years. But Abreu, when you knock in a run a game, I'm sorry, even though it's only 60 games, you knock in a run a game, yeah, you're the MVP, and Jose Abreu, this is completely deserved. And it's time to take a look at his career and say, now, wait a minute. It did take him a long time to get to the majors, which stinks, because he didn't get to the majors about 27 years old. I remember having him on my fantasy team his rookie year. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. He is putting up, and he has put up Albert Pujols-type numbers for his career right now. And, and realize he's 33, and he wins the, his first MVP. People are going, wait, Braves 33? He's been in the league that long? Yeah, he didn't get to the Major League Baseball until he was 27. But he is a 30-100 and 100 and a 300 hitter every single year. He has another three years like this. He's going to the Hall of Fame because every year is so incredibly consistent. 36, 107, 317. 30, 101, 290. 25, 100, 293. 33, 102, 304. 33, 123, 330. This year, obviously, only 60 games, but 1960 and 317. This is as good as it gets. He had one kind of down year in 2018, but he was hurt. He missed a little bit of time. But Mm -hmm. he is the model of consistency in everything you want in a first baseman who's going to mash, going to drive in runs, and he's going to hit for a high average and have a good OPS and a high war. I mean, really, another three years or so like this, and he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you look at the the you probably have to do some stat padding on the back end, but when you when you look at where he's at, this ends a drought, you know, as numbers you wouldn't believe, and that the last first baseman in the American League to win the MVP was Justin Morneau. That's that's just crazy how it mm-hmm. shifted uh, from what we used to first White Sox player, obviously since Frank Thomas going back to 1994. But 162 game averages is 33, 113, and a 294 batting average. As you mentioned, 2018 was the injury plague season, and you've got a team where he's going to be in great position to hit for a while with these young guys breaking out. And that lineup, top to bottom, becoming that much more robust when you look at what Tim Anderson has become uh, as an emotional leader, whereas Abreu is just the quiet elder statesman, quote-unquote, at 33. And to think before this past year, there was a lot of talk he was going to get dealt, that Mm -hmm. he was no longer going to be part of this team. Instead, he's their leader. He's called you know, poppy by a lot of the guys, you know, he's because he's the old man. Hey, mm-hmm. what should I do? Looking for advice and whatever else. So uh, when we we look at this team going forward, it's just really curious, you know, how everything would have played out had he not been there in that locker room this year. Obviously, he can't pitch uh, and help the relievers. But <laughs> when we look at what that offense has become, and going forward, especially needing someone to probably be uh, a buffer 
assuming Tony Larusa is still in charge when they get to spring, spring yeah, listen, training. The White Sox are going to ignore that story as long as they can. Oh, Don't I worry know. About it. Everything is fine. Absolutely. Today, the, the announcement was they're going to wait for more details. I don't know what more you need than Hall of Fame baseball person and the fact that it exists, but they're giving them the benefit of the doubt. You're right. It's that great uh, philosophical question of since it happened in February, (laughs) is it enough to like it didn't happen after you hired him? Yeah, but it was part of the. Well, as part of the CV coming in, you know, you obviously decided it wasn't a deal breaker. So why would it be with just a little bit of bad publicity now? But a guy who's handled a lot of personalities in the past. So I don't think that one I don't I never thought that was a fair criticism having dealt with the Bash brothers and Ricky Henderson. I think he could deal with egos and flashy players, but that's just me. Uh but Jose Abreu uh much deserved. I'm surprised it was as close as it was. Right. D- well, you had other DJ. guys. I mean, you had some big years. I mean, you had, you had sure. two sluggers named Jose in the AL Central who both could have won. You know, I mean, really, that, that's kind of where that's kind of where you're at. But yeah, look, six. I mean, it, that's what jumps out of me. Sixty RBI played every game. Sure. You're not, you're not going to run a game. I mean, come on. I mean, that's. I still look back at something like George Brett. And what do you have? 118 RBIs and 117 games in in uh, 1980 when he hit 390. It was. I mean, that's an incredible achievement to knock in a run a game and and to do it here like that for Abreu. I mean, it's it, it it's clearly uh, he was the MVP in this. Locked and, in. I would I would like to note in the voting, uh, Jose Ramirez was second as you mentioned. Eight first place votes. 17 second place. DJ LeMahieu was third with 15 third-place votes to help push through that. And the Yankees uh, sh- said beat it. <laughs> yeah. Shane Bieber finishes mm-hmm. fourth. I had a Mike Trout. Just thought I'd throw that out for anybody. It's all right. These are all players the Mets are going to get. We're going to get everybody. Every last one We're of them. We're going to get everybody. We'll start with LeMayhew, and we'll move on from there. Yeah, because the other uh, the thing J- that, to mention is uh, Tim Anderson was seventh, right? So you're talking about depth and, and what you have for a nucleus going forward. You're going to be dealing with me a lot because they have players. You may have an owner, Smith, mm, as you doesn't matter. Going, We're going to take whoever around. we want. We're going to take whoever we want. Doesn't matter. We're taking whoever we want. You, you can have, oh, what I like. No, we're taking whoever we want. Well, I'll take a Brayu if we want to. We have the money. We'll just wow, come in and take him. you're just going to come and just That's right. We're just coming to take him. That's what it is. Steve Cohen's plane lands. He gets on. I'm sorry. We got him. That's what it is. Be like, like the old, like they used to do it like in the early uh, 1900s with the barnstorming teams. They would just show up and say, yeah, come on, you're playing on this team. Oh, okay, sure. And then they would go and play and make money. That's how we're going to do just it. Say, just we like got an that. extra seat on the bus, buddy. Come on. We show up like Mr. Burns getting everybody to play in the softball game. <laughs> Uh, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studio. So that's the American League. National League goes to Freddie Freeman of the Braves. And this was a little bit closer. Uh, Mookie Betts certainly had a phenomenal season. uh, But clearly, and, and so did Manny Machado as well. But Freddie Freeman... Look, the the big the big numbers he put up. Look, and all these guys played for playoff teams and teams that had they had great seasons. Freddie Freeman's story is incredible. Uh, you know, early in the season, he didn't know if he could even play. He had COVID nineteen really bad. He was praying not, not not to die. He really felt awful. And then he comes in and he just dominates all year long. And he takes the MVP 
over Betts and over Manny Machado. And clearly, again, he knocks in 53 runs and he hits 341 with an OPS of 1.1. So that's a pretty easy thing. Uh, you can have, you know, look, Mookie Betts was, is good all around. He plays great defense. All that's fine. But sometimes when you have the numbers like that with 53 and 1.1 and 341, you're the MVP. But the most interesting part of it was this, Mike, because I, I'm not the biggest – I mean, I'm, I'm not the most insightful gambler, but I want to know if this could have worked today. So when the MVP of the American League was announced, right, I, I, go, to, I, yep. I go to the different websites to see it, and, he, and the thing comes up on ESPN.com. So go to ESPN.com, and it says, breaking news, Jose Abreu, American League MVP. And the story's there, and, and then you scroll down, and one of the, the additive stories says, why Freddie Freeman won the NL MVP. And it was a story that was written, obviously, ready for to be to go up there once Freddie Freeman was announced as MVP. So it, the story goes up, and it's here's why Freddie Freeman won, why he beat Machado, and it's all these different reasons. Something that was obviously ready to go, and I'm sure with ESPN they had it ready for all three of them. We got one ready if sure. Freddie Freeman wins. We got one ready for Machado. We got one ready if it turns out to be Mookie Betts. So the Freddie Freeman one goes up, and I go, wait a minute. There's been no announcement of Freddie Freeman as the MVP. Hang on a second. I'm hitting refresh. and I'm going to now maybe I, I missed something and I'm, I, I, that could possibly but I'm hitting refresh. It's not announced. And I'm like, but there's a thing. And it, it's this whole column and it's reading about how Freddie Freeman won the MVP. Why he won. And then about six minutes later, the breaking news alert hits ESPN.com. It says Freddie Freeman named NL MVP. So clearly ESPN knew that Freeman was the MVP and they got this out early. Now, this is not a big deal because, listen, okay, they published a, 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 a column that, an article that was, you know, they, they put the wrong one up, they need, didn't wait, they put it up, whatever it was. But what I want to know is, it, could I have called Vegas at that point and, and, and bet on it? Because the official announcement didn't happen. Could I have said, oh, wait a minute. ESPN's kind of leaking it that Freeman's the MVP. Could I get on somewhere and just throw a bunch of my I want to bet Freddie Freeman to win the MVP. And then, obviously, six minutes later, the official announcement comes. Could I have done that? Or 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 would that been something that I couldn't do? Uh, I would say there was probably a short window where you probably still had a chance. Mm, okay. All but right. there's also the potential is – and I'll text Furman to find out exactly when that would have been taken off the boards, whether someone would have been able to gather perfect information or perfect enough information to where that becomes a non-event, right? Because that, that's – that and – yeah, I, I just wonder if there's just that moment as Abreu gets announced that it's already – it's already been, yeah, because like certain things like when DeGrom won his first Cy Young, remember we had, we saw the feed, we were working during the day and like MLB Network was setting up a live shot at his house. Yep. We go, hey, wait a minute, they're setting up a live shot. Like we could see like what was going on in some of the different channels. Wait, they're setting up a live shot. Uh, I guess Jacob DeGrom's the uh, National League Cy Young Award winner because I don't think MLB Network is someplace else. So I'm wondering if there's like if there needs to be a lag time or a certain time when, okay, we're not taking bets on this anymore because even though it's not announced, the voting is in and people are getting informed who's winning and who's losing. But I just wonder if there's that ish factor right there for MVP where this column goes up. Oh, I think they published that early. Let me go and see if I can throw some money down and see if I can win. Yeah, it never hurts to uh, have a bunch of books on speed dial. I say that with sarcasm dripping out of my (laughs) mouth. (laughs) You know, like when uh, I'll date myself, but the great episode of Seinfeld where Seinfeld keeps claiming he's got to go out of town 
to go do shows uh, in New Jersey, but he's actually going down to Florida to deal with a car transaction and says, well, I got to go and um, and they said he was at playing at Bally's. And that's what the parents tell Kramer. And he picks up the phone and just starts to dial. It's like, wait, you know the number to Bally's? And he goes, well, I used to have a problem. So, <laughs> you know, you don't want those on speed dial. There could be a problem uh, that, that surfaces. And uh, Smith and I will be your intervention. But I, uh, or Frostberg and I, for you, Smith, if this is where you're going to start to head because you're trying to look for some edge based on an article that gets published. <laughs> Just be careful, buddy. <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. It just, just curious if, if that's something that could have happened. I'm just curious if I could have gone and made a little bit of money because something went out just a little bit earlier than it was supposed to. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I'm an ass, man. Live from the Geico Studios. Thursday night football, first and goal for the Colts. They trail at 17 to 13. Uh, it has been a pretty big possession for the Colts so far. They just ran a reverse getting inside the five-yard line. So Phillip Rivers will be attempting to uh, take the lead here as they take over first and goal. Uh, one thing from this game, Mike, that we have to get to for a couple of seconds here is I'll tell you what. Uh, yes, fantasy owners are not that happy with Derrick Henry's night so far tonight. But if you are still on the Jonathan Taylor train, it is almost time to get off. He is in fantasy Bishop Sankey territory where it was, <laughs> hey, this guy's going to come in. And you, I know you don't know a lot about him, but boy, this guy, he's going to fit right in and be fantastic. And uh, he's at the point now where you really wonder, are they going to keep giving him the football? Uh, how much will you give him the football? Because Hines just goes in for the touchdown here. He's now at 70 yards uh, and a couple of touchdowns in the game. So uh, you really wonder if Jonathan Taylor, who is a high draft pick in many fantasy leagues. Oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy like in ghost protocol. This is the guy. Uh, he's not the guy anymore. And you really want, he's on that Bishop Sankey train of, Oh boy, he, you know, that fantasy relevancy is kind of gone really fast. I really like the way you did that with the uh, the fact that they're playing the Titans and Bishop mm-hmm. Sankey. Not uh, my first day. A, a little bit of a, well, for those that didn't <laughs> understand the connection there, uh, and and like that's a good name. Does that guy exist? Yes, yes, he did. Uh, if you played fantasy, you may have had some shares in Bishop Sankey. Look, Taylor still touched the ball. He's just been grossly ineffective, right? As seven carries. 12 yards, and Hines is a better multi-facet back, right? Taylor's between the tackles and sledgehammering, and at least at the, the pro level thus far, whereas Hines, very active in the passing game, five catches, 45 yards to lead the team today. You, you see where they're trying to get plays. Both teams are for that for that matter, trying to find uh, a little bit of space wherever they can, the end arounds, 
and just getting creative. You had a big 21-yard run to Michael Pittman Jr., who just got back into the mix last week. If you listen to the I Want Your Flex podcast, I was banging the drum for him since they don't have really a number one uh, in the receiving core at all. It's good to see T.Y. Hilton back out there, uh, but opportunities are there. But if you have shares in the Indianapolis rushing attack, yeah, because uh, you, you're a two-time loser because the obvious number two guy would have been Jordan Wilkins, who was stealing tar- touches last week. Uh, he's been a bystander, being out-touched right now 16 uh, to what, six by uh, – yeah, by, by Naheem Hines. Mm-hmm. So uh, try to figure it all out. Phillip Rivers still making it happen. That sequence, this last couple of possessions, though, just crazy. Uh, the Colts get stopped at the one, turnover on downs. Then there's a – they force a punt. Defense holds, forces the Titans to punt. Titans, their whole special teams, long snapper and punter, had just been elevated from the practice squad because of COVID protocols. And then he promptly shanks one out of bounds at the 30-yard line to set up, well, the go-ahead touchdown for the Colts. Just a a crazy sequence and Phillip Rivers smiling all the way. So today, the Ivy League canceled all of their winter sports. What does this mean for the future of sports as we get into a big winter and COVID? And what does it mean for college football? We got that coming up in 90 seconds. But first, be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, daily show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. Uh, I want to see what this thing looks like. (sighs) 
Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Today, the Ivy League canceled all of their winter sports, right? The Ivy League was the first to make a big decision regarding COVID-19 to say, we are going to play football in the spring. Now they have canceled winter sports for 2020 to 2021. They've postponed spring sports towards the end of February. Now, this is a story that has a really difficult, but a conversation that we have to have. And then I think it's got a sunny ending. All right. Now, they didn't want to do this, of course. They want, you know, they wanted to keep playing, and they they wanted to be able to have their and have their kids continue to play. But first of all, to cancel sports because of COVID nineteen fears, they're seeing what's happening right now in college football, and college football is starting to lose the battle with COVID nineteen more than any other sport has. And and we'll get into it later on why they're doing it, but they are losing it more than any other sport has. And now things are really up in the air. And are they going to be able to complete these seasons? It's getting very difficult. So here's the Ivy League saying we're going to not play in the winter, and spring is getting postponed until at least. February. Uh, Now, first thing is, yes, it does help that every one of the Ivy League schools are worth more than some conferences. I mean, Harvard's worth more than the SEC. They have more money than the ACC and the Big Ten. I think Columbia's medical department has more money than the Pac-12. So it is one thing to not be dependent on dollars, and clearly the Ivy League is not dependent on dollars. So it's a little bit easier to make that decision. But the, the thing that gets me, Mike, is that, you know, when we look back and say, all right, look at look at where college football is. Look at the blank show that this season has been. Here are the smartest and the richest schools in the country saying we really don't know how to get a handle on sports and COVID-19. 
the, again, the smartest and the richest schools that say, we've tried, we have the resources, we have everything, we cannot get a handle on this, so we're not going to play sports. When you look at that and compare it to how college football butchered their rollout, not that everybody needed to follow in the Ivy League's footsteps and say, we're not playing, we're not playing. I say, we, have to, we had to try it, but see how it's going, and obviously it's not going well. But here's the Ivy League that has been very insistent and very stand up saying we're going to make a strong decision here and they said we're going to play football in the in the early part of the year now we're going to cancel the winter sports it's not going now right or wrong they've made strong informed decisions and then you look at college football and you go now you see oh now i see exactly why they are where they are because you had two conferences say blank you were starting now you had two conferences say blank you we're not going to play for a long time you had one conference saying eh, i'm kind of in the middle of you guys and as it's clearly been shown none of the schools have been and none of the conferences have been able to beat back COVID-19. The SEC is a mess right now. The Big Ten is an absolute mess. The Pac-12 is a mess and they're just getting started. So the fact that when you see the Ivy League make this decision and say, yeah, this is what we're thinking. And then you look at the rest of college football and and, and you say, oh, now I understand why college football is the way it is, because they, they, they had no strong leadership to make a decision to say, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to move forward. We're going to start the season at the end of October, right? So everybody has time to get back and, 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 and we understand what we're dealing with. No, no, no. We're going to rush. We're going to start. We do all of these things and we're not going to do it together because we're going to politicize it. And, and some conferences, it, just like it's been for the election, you look at the conferences that are in the South and they're like, we're not going to worry about COVID-19. We're going to go out. We're going to play. Then you had the swing states and the West Coast saying, ah, we think it's a little bit too tough. You all need to come together. All of these all of these conferences needed to come together and say, okay, what's our plan going forward? Let's have a plan. Because when you have two conferences say, blank you, we're going to start. Two, I mean, how are you, what, what kind of a season is that going to be? It's no wonder we're here where we're at right now. And, 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 when you comp- and now you look back at the Ivy League and you go, okay, you can agree or disagree with their decision to not play. But boy, like I said, smartest, richest, we don't have a handle on this. We're going to postpone this. It, 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 it's, it, you just can understand that why we are where we are with college football being where it is when you compare it to the decision the Ivy League made. Yeah, I think there's there's a couple of things that come in. I like that you brought the politicizing of this. Politicization. Into, San yeah. Diegoans. San Diego. San Diegoans. San Diegans. You know, San Diego means, look, uh, when, when we get to it, you know, we've talked about it and equated it to election purposes when you talk about federal versus state and the way college football is aligned, right? You have people in charge when it comes to putting on the dog and pony show of the championship and getting our playoffs together and having a bunch of luncheons and making sure everybody's happy there. You've got all your committees all over the place to get bowls pulled off, and that's great. But then it goes back into taking care of business in your conference, right? One of the reasons that you go to conference-only play during the regular season was why. You could all work to the same protocols, which philosophically is the right way to go. Right. And and I can't fault any of the conferences for trying that. It's just being proactive as things develop, as information changes, as cases change uh, and find their way onto college campuses for the Ivy League. You know, as you mentioned, there there's other things at play, you know, not to say that it's not important and football is not important to the alumni base and to the players and coaches and everything else, but it's not the focal point of those institutions. 
right, by any stretch. Mm-hmm. So pushing it out while sad is not crippling any of the local economies of those. And that's a problem in and of itself, right? That's a whole other whole other thing to talk about when we get into the estimates had the SEC not played, right? Remember Tuscaloosa, hey, we're going to lose, what was it, a billion plus dollars. Okay, that's a problem. Right, that your your alliance in your in your city is on six, seven home dates per year. That that's a whole other you know urban planning thing that needs to re- be revamped. But we can save that for another time. But it, it's just you know the Ivy League, not not only just following what they believe the science to be. It's also a matter of if you're going to prioritize resources towards testing and moving systems forward you're worried about the campus community at large not the football team right whereas in these Mm -hmm. other places there there's a shift uh and the priorities and the dollars and cents and and everything and 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 i don't mean to minimize it and trivialize it and it's not a pejorative term in any any stretch it's all just a matter of how you want to proceed because even if you look at just take our our state of california where you and i reside and do the show right la county is massive so you may have uh, you know overall levels of positive tests that you say, okay, it's problematic. You can't move to the way the governor set it up, this next phase of reopening and expanding services. But I'd love to see, you know, the dial down, where in the county is this happening? Because it's very large, right? It's a very large expanse of land. Likewise, I think state to state, you do the same things. And for these conferences, it's now trying to get a handle on it and move forward because you've already gone pot committed, and now if it's a truncated season, it's a truncated season. You know, going back to your adage of well, you get what you get and you don't get upset. But uh, a czar isn't going to help because every conference has its own unique set of circumstances, COVID rates, and responses that, that are appropriate at the time. It's not a, a catch-all situation. No, but you, you still need somebody to be able to say, okay, this is going to be our plan. We're going to start the season here. We're going to do this. And there's, there's going to be things that come up that there's going to be different challenges for every conference. But when you allow conferences to just make up their own rules, I mean, that, that, that's not going to help anybody. At least if you have a set where, okay, I'm going to make these rules up for all of these people, and then we're going to deal with what comes up. Okay, you're having problems here. You're having problems here. But instead, this was, yeah, I don't have, I don't have any rules to make. You guys go make your own rules. Whoa, 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 whoa. How's that going to work? You know, it's if an adult is in charge of five kids and the adult says, OK, you guys can play, but nobody go past this part of the block. Uh, you're allowed to play in this room. Don't go in my bedroom. Uh, those are the rules. Hey, you deal with it if a kid opens the door to your bedroom when he's not supposed to or he goes a little bit past the part on the block he's supposed to go to. You deal with that, but you have the rules in place. If you just say, OK, kids, yeah, whatever you guys want to do. Well, then you got anarchy and the kids are running around. They're jumping on the ceiling. They're painting. They're sticking their hands in chocolate and rubbing it on the on the walls. All these things are going on because you got to at least have some kind of rule set where everybody can be beholden to one another because you're, if you're beholden to one another or something you know it becomes a little bit easier to, to try to navigate things they basically just said yeah whatever you guys want to do and, and that's where we're at with college football well i think that's the only thing they can do i mean i i just don't i, I don't think you can have the the person overriding all of it because you're gonna have to deal each conference separately 
Yeah, you but you're all dealing it together. Actually, be looking out for uh, ma- making sense and not taking hearsay to make some of the rules and categories like we saw with the Big Ten and some of the others as we we watch the fall unfold. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike and I on opposite sides of this. Twitter at Swollen Dome. Uh, take your thoughts on this phone number, 877 on Fox. Uh, just think, you know, when you're an adult, you're in charge. You can be in charge. If you're not in charge, you're not in charge. That's how it goes. Uh, right now, we've had a big reversal of fortune in the National Football League. The Colts now lead this by 10 over Tennessee, 27-17. A block punt has the Colts in control of this game right now, but a lot of time left early in the fourth quarter. Again, 27-17, Colts with the lead. Coming up next, hey, another day, another slew of NBA stars who are rumored to be on the trading block. Coming up next, the guy who told some teams this year, hey, y'all, can I come play with you during games? That's next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. And oh boy, Titans looked like they were knocking on the door. Derrick Henry gets inside the 10-yard line. A penalty pushes the Titans back. Goskowski's field goal is no good wide right, so the Colts take over, still with a 10-point lead and 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Again, a lot of time in this. We'll have more on this game coming up in a few minutes, but right now, a tall order for the Titans. At least they are moving the ball a little bit better. Derrick Henry now exclusively on the ground. He is up over 100 yards, but still the Titans are stuck at 17 points. So at least, Mike, you got Derrick Henry getting you a good fantasy night so far. It looked bad, and now it's okay so far. Yeah, first rusher over 100 yards against the Colts this year so congratulations he's starting to get a little bit of momentum and they're moving the ball well just special teams gaffes the story of the day the punter and long snappers we talked about before and now you got Guskowski missing a 44-yard field goal I mean you got you can't leave points on the board I I wouldn't want to be a member of the special teams units no meetings and film review are you kidding me (laughs) it's not going to be a good lord Uh, So, again, we got more on the games coming up in a bit. But another day as we get closer to the NBA draft and free agency and all kinds of fun stuff and more stars have been mentioned in trade talk. Uh, We have three more players, three new players who were thrown out there today in addition to what we had a day ago with Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And uh, we'll get to some of them over the course of the next few minutes. But the one right now, Victor Oladipo, who wants out of Indiana (laughs) so badly – Apparently, last year during games before his knee injury, he would say to other teams during games, can I come play with y'all? Hey, can I come play with y'all? This is while he's playing for Indiana. And one of those teams is the Knicks. Right now, he's <laughs> he's 28 years old. He's coming off a knee injury. I get it. It's a very big deal. But he is a fantastic player. And I got to say this. This is easy. If you're a good player and you actually want to come to the Knicks, we have to let you in. I mean, they're, they're, we, they, we have no choice in the matter. It's like, it's like when attractive people are online to get into a club, they have to get in. 
right? I understand you got to get it. Like me, I'm waiting outside. I'm going, come on, man, let me get it. Don't worry, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. We'll get. But I got a really strong personality, man, and, and girls love me. Let me get it. Now, hang on, we got to let the really good looking people. This guy looks like Antonio Sabato Jr. He's getting ahead of you. Oh, I got to let these three girls in right here. We have to. They're here. They're good looking. They want to get in the club. We let them in the club. If you, if you are a talented player and you actually want to go to the Knicks, there's no choice. There's no, I, there, Okay, this is how you do it. This is how you rebuild when you can't waive money and location at free agents who don't want to go there. This is how you have to rebuild. You can only go get what's available to you. And if Victor Oladipo is now available for anybody, you got to go get him, especially if you're the Knicks. Oh, I'm enjoying like all the videos that came out go, trying to figure out, all right, let's let's read lips against the Heat. Let's read lips against the Knicks. Is he actually asking to come play with them in these video clips? It's fantastic. <laughs> Jay Michael out of writing for the Indie Star, he's the one that had the story. Can I come play with y'all? I mean, that's about as good as it gets, man. <laughs> you got a guy who'd started to become a bit of a star, got hurt, and now looking for the next act, uh, obviously not happy with the organization uh, where he currently resides. Some former coaches trying to refute it a bit and talk up for him. Uh, no, that doesn't that doesn't look like that's going to help. No, it is. look, when you're walking around saying that, hey, can I can play with you. I want to come play with you. Hey, I want to come play with you. I want to come play with you. I'll go to the heat. I'll go here. Look, clearly he wants out and he knows he can only call so much. He needs to have a bunch of different places where he could potentially go. You got to take him. I mean, sometimes, you know, look, the Heat can be a team. Well, maybe not. No, you're the Knicks. No, we, we got we to take you. We got to have you. We got to have you. He will so be good. on the move. <laughs> can I come play with you all? Sure. Yeah. Call Asking price season. is now nothing. We have no choice. <laughs> more big trades. Day one of the Masters and more on Thursday Night Football. Coming up next, keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? 
We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.